Jack. Levi. The Book Club from Hell. Hello everyone, this is Jack with The Book Club from Hell, a five-dimensional traveller who has become stuck on Earth as a result of eating too much three-dimensional food. Today's episode is on the Breatharian Institute of America, an organisation dedicated to spreading the word about a particular kind of Breatharianism. The Institute was founded by Wiley Brooks, an American man who, among other things, had past lives as Jesus Christ, St. Francis of Assisi, and the commander of the Earth Mothership, travelled the world to fix the Earth Matrix with his own urine, funded by an unnamed billionaire, sold bottles of water for $10,000 each, sold courses on how to use these bottles of water, that is, the elixir of the gods, for $50 billion with a $100,000 deposit, and who, at one stage, became pregnant, giving birth to super suns, super moons, super earths, and super galaxies. Needless to say, Wiley Brooks's breatharianism goes far, far beyond simply not eating food. If you like what we're doing with this podcast and want to support us, we have a Patreon account, the link to which is in the show notes. People on Patreon can access the notes I make for episodes, so long as that episode warrants coherent notes. Furthermore, we're going to start releasing bonus episodes for Patreon subscribers, more details to come shortly. I've also published a novel called Tower, a surreal, absurd journey involving the medical treatment of souls, a tower who remakes the world in its image, amphetamines, and a talking briefcase. You can find Tower on Amazon or on Apple Books, links to which are in the show notes. So, if you're ready to find out what the only five-dimensional foods available on Earth are, then listen on. Enjoy. So we're all very aware that what you eat is very, very important, but before becoming acquainted with the teachings of Wiley Brooks, I wasn't aware of quite how important it was, how interdimensionally important your dietary choices were. The Breatharian Institute of America is the august organization currently led by Brandon someone or other, disciple of Wiley Brooks's, because Wiley Brooks, the founder of this this movement, is dead, or as of 2016, his three-dimensional body has been dead. I'm assuming he's still all good in the fifth dimension. <laughs> but they've they've taught me a lot of things about diet that I'd never even considered. That is just so far outside of what I would have thought of when thinking about what constitutes a good diet. And when I say that, I don't mean boring three-dimensional things like nutrition. I mean a food's ability not to have any radiation in it, which allows you to transcend your 3D body and become the 5D being that you've always been until the very recent period. We can- I'd never <laughs> considered the five-dimensional aspects of my diet before. before no, this. no, no. And I never knew that my being trapped in a three-dimensional body as a five-dimensional being had so much to do with both my diet, but also the, the machinations of a conniving reptilian race. <laughs> this, so I picked breatharianism because I thought these people were the people who just said, yeah, you can live forever on, on sunlight and air. But... The Breatharian Institute of America is within the, the set of Breatharians, a particularly wacky subset. And I didn't quite appreciate how odd they were until I started doing some quote-unquote research into this group of people. This is, this is very odd. This, is, this might be the weirdest dietary advice I've come across. And that includes, hmm, 
I was going to say that includes the urine therapy people. I guess at a practical level, the the two five-dimensional foods that Wiley Brooks said still exist on Earth are, are much more palatable than urine. I guess, theoretically, the Breatharian Institute of America is a much weirder dietary organization than, than John Armstrong, the urine therapy guy. Practically, urine therapy is still probably weirder in that it involves having to drink your own piss. But look, it... Whether you're a, the- a theory predominant or an action predominant person is, I guess, a <laughs> personal consideration as to which of these two movements you will follow. What did you know about breatharians before you came into this? <laughs> I knew very little. Mm. I, I think I'd seen just like a YouTube video or something making fun of breatharians mm. and mm. Not, not specifically about... Wiley C. Brooks. I'd never heard of him no. before this, or the Breatharian Institute of America. Um, so not a huge amount. And as soon as I hear something like the word Breatharian and uh, learn that it's about diet, my brain immediately shuts down. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, try, I try to like wake it back up for this for the purpose of doing this episode but if it weren't for this podcast that's the sort of thing that i would just wouldn't pay any attention to but now that we're doing this podcast and this is the sort of stuff that I pay <laughs> now that you do now, know about it <laughs> i've i've been pleasantly surprised by just yeah. how much ancient wisdom there is in, in this movement <laughs> Yeah, it was, I, I picked the Breatharian Institute of America at random from the selection of Breatharian schools of thought available. Serendipitously, I think this is probably the strangest of all of them. We, so we will we... eventually reveal what the two five-dimensional foods on Earth are. The, the, t- the two foods that in eating help you ascend to five-dimensional personhood, selfhood. I'm not, I'm not quite sure how to, how to describe a five-dimensional being, but... By by meditating while consuming these two foods, you can <laughs> the five D superfood the way towards becoming a five D person. So Wiley Brooks was the founder of of the American Breatharian Institute, and his his shadow still looms large, in part because Brandon, the person who's now taken over the reins of the institute, claims that Wiley continues to live in him. I don't mean that figuratively as well. Wiley is actually <laughs> within Brandon. And so when Brandon talks like about Wiley... Spiritually, I suppose. Like spiritually. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, sharing, he's sharing the body of yeah. Brandon. Yeah. Well, it's like if you've got two extra dimensions on Brandon, then that's like there's a lot of space, I guess. Yeah. It's like almost yeah, an infinite space, amount of space yeah. you can fit into <laughs> with respect to Brandon's 3D body. So... Most of the information we've got about Wiley Brooks is in a series or no, two YouTube videos by by Brandon. I'll have a look at what the what the specific name of them is. So who is Wiley Brooks? This is his story according to Wiley himself. And the first video is quite a bit longer than the second. And these videos are effectively Brandon talking about his experience of talking to Wiley and he's relaying Wiley's autobiographical information that he heard. But while, it, while it's 
physically, I suppose, Brandon speaking, you do need to bear in mind it's it's Wiley speaking through Brandon. So who was who was Wiley Brooks? So yeah. so so this is the, the this is the first resource that Jack sent me. <laughs> this, guy, this guy. This was Levi's introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was Brandon. Um, so it, it it opens up. I encourage people to go and find the video. Mm. Uh, it just type in who is Wiley Brooks into YouTube, and it's just this <laughs> perfectly pleasant seeming guy. And it's like it's within the first yeah, in his backyard or something, talking to the camera. And it's within the first five seconds, he just starts talking about all this crazy stuff like mm, <laughs> lizards mm. and like intergalactic like uh what was it the pre pre-human aliens from the Sirius star system yeah the Syrians, <laughs> the Syrians, the Syrians, um forming an alliance with the lizard people or whatever to, <laughs> to create people to instantiate the elder gods the original humans mm, or whatever mm. into uh the primor- primordial earth <laughs> he just went from Hello, my name's Brandon. I'm from the Breatharian Institute. By the way, all right, let's start talking about the Sirius star system and stuff. It is odd too with Brandon because at least in how he delivers the information, he comes across as very temperate. He's well-spoken. He's very softly spoken. So there's this bizarre disconnect between how calmly and politely he's conveying this information but the, and the content of what he's saying. How he can just so casually talk about how the lizard people tricked the Syrians into trapping human beings into 3D bodies and and more and and much more. There's also a strange disconnect between how Brandon speaks and how he writes because my first exposure to Brandon was watching this video where he talks about Wiley Brooks's experiences, but I then read a number of pieces by Brandon where he was mostly talking about chemtrails and he's much angrier in those. There's a lot more sentences and sentences of all caps talking about the government keeping you in your 3D body using chemtrails and things like that. So Brandon himself is a, a fascinating figure. Unfortunately, we just have much less information on Brandon than we do on Wiley. But here's the... Um key disciple i suppose of wiley did he claims that wiley made him the the head of the institute to continue Mm. continue the tradition to to maintain the purity of the tradition (laughs) as the spiritual successor (laughs) yeah well at least according to brandon so we we have to assume that brandon hasn't staged some sort of palace coup here and has has taken the mantle of the leader of the institute for himself and is rewriting history to get rid of all of the other Breatharians who were who were around Wiley. But yeah, Brandon claims factions. that he was he was <laughs> Wiley's first and only student when Wiley was unga- undergoing the immortality workshop, which which fortunately enough you can actually buy from the Breatharian Institute. You can pay for the immortality workshop, the very same immortality workshop that Wiley underwent. I think it's only fifteen thousand dollars, which is. When you just think about your you, return on investment get for it, yeah, you, you get an infinite amount of time, and so, therefore you get an infinite amount of money if you just yeah, like your it. your <laughs> cost per year 
of existence is is zero pretty, pretty low <laughs> yeah or, or it's, <laughs> it's, it's, not, low. it's not zero i suppose it's 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 it is, it approaches approaching zero, zero. It approaches zero yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's pretty good there is a part of this of the breatharian website where they do actually lay out the value proposition for buying the immortality workshop as well as the elixir of life which is a ten thousand dollar bottle of water and they do they point out if you get eternal life it's actually a really small amount of money yeah <laughs> it's so a great value proposition twenty five thousand dollars because to to use the elixir of life you need the immortality workshop otherwise it doesn't work yeah. otherwise it's just water <laughs> so, the, so the, the two have to be purchased together of course so, so should we should we talk about who is wiley brooks before yeah yeah yeah, more yeah. into breatharianism we definitely, definitely should. I, uh, <laughs> I, I think, because I, I, I took notes on Brandon's video, <laughs> I might just go through that chronologically because Brandon sets things out in an interesting way, in a logical way, in that he begins from the very beginning. He begins from the interactions between the original 5D humans, the Syrian god race, and the nasty reptile people. Through the development of that, to the birth of Wiley Brooks, through Wiley Brooks's life, and and thereon. As an aside, given how frequent descriptions are of lizard people in some way being bad for humanity, I am surprised that anyone's willing to deal with them at all anymore. Because when was the last time you, you heard form a like uh, you, you heard a LLC. story about someone dealing with lizard people and it turned yeah. out well for them? Yeah, why do people keep on collaborating with them? They've got such they, a bad reputation. They've shown themselves repeatedly to be completely untrustworthy, these lizard people, these reptilians. You know what it is? It's probably these bloody liberals like saying stuff like, oh, you know, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. You know, exactly. We don't know what all lizard people are like. You know, you can't judge people like that. And then bam, ripped off yeah. again. Bloody lizard You know person. what? I'm a hardcore <laughs> anti-lizard person racist. I just think they've repeatedly shown themselves to be malign actors. I, do, I won't apologize for my undying prejudice against lizard people. <laughs> so what, what did the lizard people do this time? Well, this time there was, in the beginning, there were human bodies, which were five-dimensional. No, human spirits, sorry. And these 5D spiritual humans, in collaboration with a group of people from Sirius, so these, these god aliens, and a group of reptilian beings decided to create physical bodies for humans to domicile these five-dimensional humans for some reason. And everyone at this point thought that the reptilians were, were cool because they were very technologically advanced. Brandon didn't say anything about how technologically advanced they were compared to the Syrians, but presumably because they were brought in as partners in this building 3D physical bodies for 5D spiritual humans project, they were more advanced. Um, or they just wanted to bring along the reptile people who always fuck over their partners for moral support or something. I'm not quite sure, but presumably they were bringing some sort of technical expertise. They were technical co-founders in the three-dimensional human body startup. And Wiley Brooks, it turns out, was part of this original creator god group from the Sirius star system. 
and he began the human physical incarnation by creating human bodies. I would also like to note that the Dogon tribe in Africa feel that they're from Sirius and are related to this god race, and Wiley Brooks adduces this as evidence to the to this cosmogony. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so these physical bodies were created. Um, turns out somehow the reptilians did some sort of bad thing, and now humans are trapped in these 3D bodies. And while we're still 5D beings, we're, we're trapped in a three-dimensional world, and unless we can escape this, this 3D body, we will die with the body. At least I think so. They definitely hinted at that several times, that mm. without the immortality workshop for $15,000, you die <laughs> forever. Yeah, permanent death. Yeah, yeah, you permanently you need die. To, you anyway, need to transcend. Yeah. So through time, Wiley Brooks has reincarnated several times. So he was originally a member of this Syrian god race. But then he was also the first guru in India, the Adiguru. Mm. Um, <laughs> he was... The, the, the Syrian gods established themselves in India, actually, because the Indians could keep a lineage pure and perfect. So they, they, they weren't about miscegenation, which, <laughs> is, which is, I guess, why the, the Syrian race picked them. <laughs> I guess- Wiley was also incarnated as St. John the Baptist, Jesus, Balthazar, St. Francis of Assisi, et cetera, et cetera. He's, he is incredible. I had to look up... I had to look up who was Balthazar. I didn't know yeah. who Balthazar he, was. He also... But apparently, oh. it's, apparently Balthazar, so Balthazar is uh, supposed to be the king of Arabia and mm, uh, mm. one of the three uh, Magi adorers of the infant Jesus Christ. So, he also, so Wiley also claims to be uh, Jesus the Christ. So he both yeah, claims he, like, to be literally him. Balthazar who gave a tribute to himself who is also incarnated at the same time as jesus <laughs> just money maxim <laughs> he was amun ra as well the egyptian pharaoh he's got a little yeah, list here should yeah. we just lead out the and he was for... also the architect of the great pyramids yeah yeah so and he, he was... was also he claimed that he was some american architect who was responsible for some massive dam disaster in California <laughs> in the early 20th century. And so, no, go, go. Uh, so on the, on the website, he, uh, he claims to have been Adam, the mm. first man, Zeus, one. Enoch, uh, Jesus the Christ, Joshua, Elijah, uh, John the Baptist, St. Francis of Assisi, Kathumi, I don't know who that is, uh, Balthazar, uh, Mug- uh, Mughal Emperor Shah Jahan, builder of the Taj Mahal, <laughs> Joseph Smith, and William Mulholland. I don't know who William Mulholland is. And he also says that he was the galactic commander of the Syrians who did the original yeah, that's right. project. Yeah, yeah. And he's still the, he's still the commander of our mothership. Which and he claims where, to be God where we'll go as well. Become five D. Whatever God means to him, I think it means like the the galactic Himself. commander thing. Him. Yeah. <laughs> He is the galactic commander, which is pretty good. Like, that's a good position to have. Sounds cooler than pretty much everything else. Like, mm. galactic commander, that's awesome. <laughs> but like, luckily, he's also picked everything else for himself. Of course. <laughs> he, uh, his birth is also interesting. So 
he's not the original inhabitant of the body that it, that was called Wiley Brooks. He says that his body was born outside of Memphis in Tennessee. In and when this body turned six, Wiley Brooks entered the body, and he says when when this six year old was on a picnic with his family by a river. The boy walked into the river and Wiley entered his body. And after that point, Wiley's brothers always considered him to be Superman because after this birth, he was extremely strong and could see inside electronic devices. So he, he started when he was nine, a repair business for old cathode ray tube TVs because Wiley could just see into it and therefore it was really easy to repair the, the problems in, in the TVs, yeah. I guess. One, uh, one small detail mm. about the, uh, the, the walk-in. The, the walk-in, yeah. So, <laughs> <clears throat> so he, says, he says that the original soul in the body was, is still there. Like he didn't kick the kid out. Oh, he said he was like okay. still there in the background and he says was like a quote, dear friend, he would talk to about the world. So he took over, he took over like the driving position. Uh, so, so this kid was the just other kid got to come watching along his body be manipulated by an external spirit uh, who mm. apparently didn't ask him permission. Uh, and then, yeah, apparently just for the next, I don't know, 40 something years, this poor kid <laughs> just had to watch somebody else use his body. <laughs> mm. There's a section of the video called Becoming Superman which details more of Riley of Wiley's ascent before he, mm. he founded mm. the Breatharian Institute. He says he decided to become Superman during school because he wanted white women, like the beautiful women in Hollywood who were all white, <laughs> and said that as a black man, Wiley Brooks was black, or at least the body that the this corporeal spirit form yeah. decided to take over was black <laughs> that he, and said that snatcher. like at, at the time he was growing up which was like early 20th century america he would have been attacked if he was caught looking at white women so he needed to become superman hmm. and to do this i guess like brandon didn't say that this is why he joined the military but i guess just chronologically there's, there's the implication that this was part of it. So Wiley joined the military. Brandon thinks that he joined the army, but he's not sure which branch of the military he joined after finishing high school. And uh, he had a layover in Cairo when he was in the military. And Wiley went on tour of the Great Pyramid in, in Giza, and he had to crawl through a narrow shaft into the pyramid and while he was doing so, he started to pick up information from a previous life mm. because mm. one of those previous lives was the architect of the Great Pyramid and also was Amun-Ra, and he got a download of information from that previous life. Talks a bit about how he used to pick up lots of women. He really loved the company of beautiful women, and Wiley apparently liked the military a lot because it gave him structure. He's then got another period of his life where he started to design studios for Motown Records and the owner of Motown Records loved him and called him the Cosmic Man and drove Wiley around in his Cadillac. And Wiley also started to engineer, like record and engineer music at Motown Records. And so as wacky as Wiley sounds, I would just assume that these, autobi or these biographical details of his life or 
I guess autobiographical is if Wiley is inhabiting Brandon's body. But these auto slash biographical details of Wiley's regarding more Monday and things like working at Motown Records, I'll just assume to be true. And he he must have been a competent person if he was able to design recording studios, record and engineer music at a big record label, things like that. So he he wasn't a complete fruitcake. Or if he was a fruitcake, he was he was capable of of doing things in the world. Yeah, probably by the sounds of it, up until the last couple of years of his life, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, we're just <laughs> went off the yeah, deep end. Nuts, yeah, he was he was getting wackier at in yeah, his Motown records days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got really into enemas at this point because <laughs> he liked cleansing himself. He. Just, it's just all about enemas, which by the standards of the Breatharian Institute of America, enjoying giving yourself enemas is pretty tame. So that's 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 still on planet Earth. Wiley did start teaching though. He he said that some billionaire made Wiley a private teacher and gave Wiley ten thousand dollars a day to teach him. Doesn't really say what he was teaching. But he was making a lot of money by teaching some billionaire. And Wiley didn't like this because he was now dependent on someone else for money rather than on himself. So he moved out into the woods, became enlightened. And when I say enlightened, I mean he no longer needed to eat or sleep. And in this perfect state, Wiley had a choice. He could stay in this perfect world where he didn't need to eat or sleep Presumably the fifth dimension is where this place is. <laughs> yep. Or, I or, or he could try to save the world, and this would require Wiley to stay in a 3D body because, as, as Wiley explains in, an, in another place, two different frequencies can only interact with each other if they're sufficiently close in frequency to each other. And for this reason... You can only talk to 3D beings if you yourself are vibrating in a 3D way. So if he were five-dimensional, he couldn't help us three-dimensional people. Yeah. Like, which is just good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just came across a really good thing that he was doing at this stage in his life. So. <laughs> I've got written, Wiley began, began to travel, quote, Fit to fix the grids on the earth by using his urine. Yeah, that's right, because the Atlanteans had destroyed the grids, the electrical grids yeah. on, the, on the earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are some so energy he... grids on earth that the Atlanteans destroyed that Wiley was... So he was still getting financed by this billionaire, and the billionaire was happy to finance him travelling around the world to, f- to fix energy grids destroyed by the Atlanteans using his urine. Yeah, and... It's like what? <laughs> what do you what do you even say to that? And and uh, Brand like every time every time Brandon says one of these things, it's like he just says it with a just a straight face. It's just yeah, yeah. Fact. It, would, it's like this, it would be it doesn't like occur to I would him for a second what I bought from a supermarket. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't occur to him for a second that what he just said is completely nuts. <laughs> it's just like what? Like, I know we try we try to take ideas seriously. 
on this show. It's just it, some of these things. I just don't even know how to respond to like, oh yeah, I was traveling around fixing energy grids that the Atlanteans broke using my urine while I was funded to the tune of $10,000 a day by an unnamed billionaire. Yeah. So with this episode, like the last few episodes, we've been, <laughs> we've been getting good at uh, try or we're getting better at taking the person seriously or taking the point of view seriously. And with this one, I was thinking like, I just like... I can't do it. <laughs> There's nothing here to explain. It's just this guy had some crazy, crazy thoughts mm. and stuff and delusions. And now there's this poor, there's this poor Brandon guy who's just like, just, got uh, just completely, completely credulous and has mm. like no critical thinking skills. And even though Wiley's uh, gift to this, this Brandon guy is <laughs> to now continue to uh, propagate these ideas Wiley. even though he's dead <laughs> you know well, he's not, he lives he lives oh, in brandon he's still there he's still there with brandon yeah well to your to your point about the difference between the past few episodes and this one so with like we did we went over andrew tate for example and as much as i disagree with plenty of what he says he at least occupies the same consensual reality that i do yeah there are certain points at which i think he just fabricates stuff like his whole matrix stuff that whenever he doesn't like something, he says, oh, well, that's because it's part of the Matrix. Like, mm. that's a departure from the reality I inhabit. But there's a there's still a large amount of overlap, whereas with Wiley Brooks, it's just so, so separate from my day-to-day experience. There's so little consensual shared ground that I really don't know how to approach it. It's also... It's not like a lot of this is based on a set of ideas that you can critique. Instead, it's just statements like, yeah, the Atlanteans ruined the energy grid and so I had to piss on it to fix yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually can't really do much with that. <laughs> the best I can do is relay this information without laughing too much. <laughs> so that more people know about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, this isn't, a, this isn't a takedown episode. This is just a, hey, we found this weird stuff on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, this is <laughs> reporting to like, everyone. <laughs> I, I enjoyed myself learning about this, but I, I, I can't really critique it. No, no, no. Uh, there was and an interesting bit about uh, uh, Wiley having a body that was different to other humans' bodies. Mm, he mm, said mm, he had an enlarged thymus. For some reason, that's beneficial. I don't know why. Uh, he had an a, a quote, an extra satchel in his abdomen for holding toxins, <laughs> which yeah. Wy- Wiley called his quote third ball, <laughs> <laughs> and and he could somehow, <laughs> uh, which you know might have just been like a tumor or something, <laughs> and <laughs> or or a uh, uh, anyway. So and he could somehow feel the core of another person's like soul or something like he could somehow detect whatever it is you know chakras i don't know whatever mm, uh mm, mm, so yeah he um probably had a tumor <laughs> does what's an enlarged thymus what's the what's the deal with an enlarged thymus medically like if you're a gp and someone came out i like, got a giant thymus like this or where where the fuck is the thymus i don't know i can't your remember thym- <laughs> well your thymus involutes too when you're when you're a child like it's, it's much lighter in children than it is in adults it's associated with like the the production of lymphocytes, I think. Okay, but so like in a child, you definitely think 
like if it's a huge thymus, you'd worry about cancer. And in an adult, it's a bit weird for it to start growing again. Like it's definitely not meant to do that. Yeah. So I'm going to assume that maybe like he, he, was he also might have just been making this up. Like if he asked him to that... point to it, where his thymus is on his body, he might just like point to his legs or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. to my shoulder. Uh, but I'm, I just if I sort of think that maybe maybe there was some truth to this. Uh, maybe he was actually sick. <laughs> <laughs> and he just didn't he just didn't realize it he no just... way the dude was super strong Is it, do you remember how brandon came across wiley brooks for the first time <laughs> when brandon decided he had to meet wiley in 1981 when wiley appeared on that's incredible exclamation mark some tv show in the u.s where wiley lifted 10 times his body weight on tv and Wiley says he could have lifted a ton, but decided that this this pursuit wasn't interesting enough. I'm not sure what sort of lift it was because, like, pulling ten extra body I weight. Think it, I think it was a squat. Like, if it was a squat, then he's broken, like, world record. Like, no one's come close to his world record if it were a squat. If the guy was, is he's pretty skinny. I, he looked like a tall, skinny dude. So maybe he yeah. was. So, okay, so assume he maybe weighed he was like eighty kilos or something. 70, 80 kilos. I mean, no one has squatted 800 kilos. But yeah. It doesn't, doesn't matter which powerlifting federation you're in, like how many ply suit, someone's wearing a 20 ply suit, they're still not squatting 800 kilos. So I am suspicious about the claim that he lifted. The current world record is That he is squatted like, 10x his body weight. The current world record is something like 500 kilos. Yeah, and it depends on the federation as well because yeah. there are just a million different federations and they all have slight changes in the rules, which means like basically everyone has a world record and everyone argues over whose world record yeah. is the real one. But the big but world none record, of them are 800 kilos. Yeah, is obviously the 500 kilo squat the guys like wrapped up in all sorts of yeah, body yeah. suit stuff. And, body suit, um, knee wraps. Knee wraps <laughs> and, and moves like two inches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's got that equipped power lifter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he bends his knees a little bit. Uh, yeah, so that was Wiley. Anyway, Some, Wiley Brooks did, obliterated that on TV. How did Wiley manage to get himself on a show and do this? And I then don't, I don't know. And that's then, incredible. Must have really low standards for guests. Just some random guy calls up and goes, "Yeah, I'm going to squat 800 kilos or 10 times my body weight. Whatever he weighs, he weighed 10 times that." And they didn't check the weight to make that it was make sure it was real or whatever. <laughs> or they maybe they were in on it. They're just like, "Yeah, fuck it, whatever." <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'd, like I suspect that this wasn't a powerlifting meet. I'm, I'm pretty sure he just walked up on there with like styrofoam plates stuck to a broom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Brandon saw this and thought, "I have to dedicate myself to this man, who who lifted a lot of weight on some daytime television talent show." As you do, as a well-adjusted person is wont to do. That's what Brandon yeah. did. That's how Brandon got introduced to Wiley Brooks. It just strikes me that anybody who does that, uh, what would I say? I would be questioning their judgment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of questioning his judgment, I I just remembered why um what what concretely fixing the grids using his urine involved around the world. So he was fixing the problems associated with the eye of Isis and the eye of Horus, and these were connected to various arches around the world, and he 
he cites, for example, the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. And these were, I'm not sure what the Matrix was pre-Atlanteans that, what what the Matrix did. Presumably it did something good because he wanted to fix it. But post-Atlanteans, at least, it was involved in keeping humans enslaved. Mm. And he fixed it using Google Earth and his urine. And I was like, did this mean he went to Paris and pissed on the Arc de Triomphe? To, to free human. I think that's what he's saying. Because that's a, it's a confident move. I like. I'm glad someone else was funding this because I certainly wouldn't advocate for funding this sort of mission yourself. Yeah, he, traveling the world <laughs> to different arches and fixing them with your urine. He got like a basic research grant of the U.S. government or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got he got a government grant to fix fix all of the matrices or the matrix that was damaged by the Atlanteans. I also would like to note that in 2011 Wiley reached the state of being a man and a woman and Brandon learned of this because Wiley called Brandon and told him that Wiley felt pregnant and then later he called Brandon again told him that his waters had broken and that he was giving birth to a new universe, including super suns, super earths, super moons, super galaxies. And this is one of the hallmarks of a, a true person, that is a 5D person, who has become God. So this guy, that was very, this Wiley, that was very important to add. Can you imagine receiving that phone call from Wiley? And for like five oh, or six weeks way, straight. Yeah, he's, by this, the way, this Wiley guy is like ringing up Brandon. So like, I'm giving birth to a moon, man. <laughs> to a super moon. <laughs> and Brandon's like, wow, what, why? All right. that's amazing. You're, yeah, like, what? <laughs> Good on you, Wiley. <laughs> this, is, this is why I've dedicated my life to you. And even after your death in 2016, I will continue de- defending your memory from people who like chemtrails. It is interesting. So Wiley didn't like chemtrails, but it does seem to be Brandon's <clears throat> thing particularly to, to pivot the Breatharian Institute of America slightly to be more anti-chemtrail. That seems to have definitely been Brandon's mark on the organisation. So mm. good on him. Mm. He's innovating but still keeping true to tradition, I assume, somehow. Anyways, yeah. Wiley's, which, which is, Wiley's there with him. so Which is what I'm all about. I'm all about... When it comes to the Breatharian Institute of America, retaining traditions but innovating within the context of those proud traditions of fixing <laughs> fixing the the matrix damaged by Atlantis using Wiley's urine and Google Earth. So there's one last little thing. Mm. Um, I think, well, at least in my notes of that of that YouTube video, um, he says he was the galactic commander, right? Uh, which yeah, means yeah, the yeah. commander of the mothership for huma- humanity. And his specific job was to gather information and take it back uh, to the world above this world and then mm. to oversee, mm. quote, the Ascension Project, which I assume means bringing worthy humans up from our you know, degenerate world <laughs> yeah, <laughs> up to be yeah, the series or something world. like that. I, I sort of reading between the between the lines, I don't I didn't see anything where they unpacked the Ascension project. I don't know if you did uh, any more than that. No, this this does require some exegetical skills. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe then, that's what we can add this episode. We can flesh out. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
yeah, that's all. I, I think that we've covered all the those points. And like, who was Wiley from those videos from Brandon? That's who Wiley was. So sources on Wiley's life are quite thin on the ground. In fact, they're basically all from Wiley or Brandon. So if people want more detail on Wiley that doesn't include him giving birth to Super Sons, then I'm afraid we can't help you. <laughs> that information is just not there. <laughs> what about let's get into the the features of wiley's particular breatharianism because as we said earlier it's not quite that you can just live on on sunlight and air wiley could in his perfect state he was certainly capable of doing that but he he chose to re to remain 3d so that he could help us because he says that the 5D beings, because life in the fifth dimension is perfect, they don't understand how we can have problems. The only way that they could understand our problems is if one of them, in a, in a Christ-like way, sacrificed himself, became 3D, and, and learned of all of the problems in the third dimension, and then brought it back to the mothership, along with some other people who were saved. So the, like this salvation side of it is... It's not completely consistent with everything he says because sometimes he says he's saving everyone and he's going to make everyone 5D. Sometimes he says only a few people who hear his message will become 5D. And the, the period of time within which you can become 5D and be saved is, is limited. It's, it's not going to be open for everyone forever. Sometimes he just says, yeah, if you buy my course and my $10,000 bottle of water, you, you're saved no matter what. That's, that's great. It's a. Uh, I'm assuming it, it was a process of, if not evolving thought, then uncovering more of this timeless truth that at one point in the distant past, before he, along with the Syrians, were seduced by these beautiful reptilians. He does he does nod at several points that the reptilians are truly beautiful and seductive. The, he's uncovering this truth that he once knew which is why it, it might seem to change over time. What, what a man. Anyway, his breatharianism is basically we only live for decades rather than forever because we're eating 3D food and 3D food is toxic. And he was at pains at least later in his life to say that if you believe that breatharianism is only about not eating from a physical perspective, then it is dangerous for the body. If you understand the spiritual side of breatharianism and you're able to reach this perfect five-dimensional state, then it's not dangerous at all because in that 5D state, you don't, you don't eat any food. So uh, <laughs> there was, uh, <laughs> there was a, a page on there. Did you see this one interview with Bruno? Which which one was that? I, I probably I have seen it. Oh, it, it. But maybe it was on YouTube. I feel like this was a transcript of an interview. Anyway, yeah, some guy I could talk, talk about this one. Uh, and just some key points. It's a bit rambly, of course, uh, hmm. but it's an interview. This guy's asked him some question, and then it's Wiley's response. Uh, and the key points that I took away from it <laughs> was that, according to Wiley, people used to live for thousands of years on just air. Mm. They didn't need to air, eat. Mm, mm. But then for whatever reason, uh, as the air became more polluted and poisonous, uh, they started to have 
they start to need to eat uh, solids and consume liquids mm. because mm. for whatever reason, the air being polluted was like uh, affecting their ability to absorb energy or whatever. Didn't really I get into the, the, the radiation mechanics of it. Traps you in the third dimension. <laughs> yeah. So whatever it was, the pollution was stopping <laughs> that. I don't know. It's sounding a it bit too explicit there, Levi. <laughs> Levi, it's a scientific concept that radiation <laughs> traps you in the third dimension. Then he, he started eating liquids and solids. Um, mm. But the, sorry, eating liquids and solids puts immense strain on your body. Yeah, and so yeah, now, yeah. with all that strain, after many generations, people only live for decades instead of centuries or thousands of years. Uh, and in fact, there was a time when humans used to live on love alone mm, for whatever mm, reason. Mm. That was very important to Wiley, which, you know, not the worst message in the world. He was trying to say, like, love is the universal mm. energy or something. And <laughs> it got really rambly. But he's like, at the end of the day, we used to live on just love. So there you go. That was some the, the high-level summary of <laughs> the interview with Bruno. Yeah. If I could add some 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 meat to those bones, some yes, more rigor. Some to meat. <laughs> some, <laughs> yes, please. Some air meat to this these air bones. Yeah, some five dimensional meat. <laughs> when are we when are we gonna have the grand reveal about the two foods that you can eat to become five D? Not quite yet, but that's in the big stuff. Time. We've got to lead the audience. I know that you guys are hanging hanging in there, hanging on our hook to find out what is the what are the two I can eat elixirs of the gods that will help you live forever or whatever <laughs> whatever the fuck yeah but to what you were saying earlier wiley did note that science so science important stuff has shown that the body is built of cells which are themselves made of molecules atoms and atoms he says are composed of electrons and i won't be a stickler here i'll just accept that atoms are made of electrons because wiley said so so electrons don't eat right Yep, and we're yeah. made we're made of electrons. Yep, so electrons. So we don't, don't need to eat. We actually don't need to eat yep. because we're made of electrons, and electrons don't need to eat. Yeah, that adds up. So why are we eating? Yeah, then? there's exact exactly that's question. The, that's the that's the, that's the question <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that Wiley was solving because we're made of electrons, and electrons don't need to eat. Something is going wrong. <laughs> uh, it's somehow the third and the fifth dimensions come into Something's this. out of whack here. <laughs> and exactly. Wiley's here so, to solve it. <laughs> to get at what's going on, I will discuss the digestive system. I quote, As to your question, why do we have all have a digestive systems? The truth is that everything you see as physical matter has a digestion system of some kind. When you turn on the light switches in your home at night, you do not actually see light until the spiritual slash electrical energy from your power company or source is literally absorbed slash eaten and digested by the light bulb. In other words, some process of absorption slash eating and digestion of spiritual energy creates all physical matter. The original intent of the digestion system was to digest, process, and convert spiritual energy into physical energy or matter. We are truly spiritual beings sustained by the spiritual component of the breath of life, in brackets, light. Our bodies are physical beings sustained by the physical component of the breath of life, in brackets, air. So, a matrix of energy does surround the earth, 
And this was damaged by wars and the use of nuclear weapons. And I think this might be the same matrix as as the one damaged as by the Atlanteans. As uh, as Andrew Tate. It's the same matrix as Andrew Tate. This, no, but this Andrew is a Tate good is in matrix. bed with Wiley and is trying to spread is, the word. This is a good matrix. <laughs> Maybe Andrew Tate and Wiley Brooks are these are these spiritual beings doing battle through repeated reincarnations, <laughs> and Andrew Tate is the anti matrix. He was the Atlantean. Whichever Andrew, Atlantean the Atlantean force it was Tate, we that have damaged revealed, the matrix. We have revealed and his Wiley true Brooks. <laughs> yeah, Wiley Brooks was the one. Reassembling the damaged matrix using his urine on the Arc de Triomphe. Andrew Tate. Shout out to France. It's uh, one of the one of the loci of the the healed matrix <laughs> <laughs> with with Wiley Brooks's urine. Wiley Brooks's Wiley Brooks now instantiated in Brandon is the anti Tate. <laughs> That's going to save us. <laughs> He's the anti Tate. He's fixing the matrix. Andrew Tate really needs to interview Brandon. Because I, oh my God. in many ways, Brandon <laughs> is actually the locus of everything that Andrew Tate is fighting against, given that he, he healed the Matrix. The Matrix was, was damaged. And then Wiley Brooks, as currently inhabiting Brandon, fixed it. There you go. There you go. It's, it's actually it's remarkable when you learn enough the connections you're able to make. Just able to make any connections at all, hey Jack. It's just freely connected stuff. It's, the universe is a remarkably connected place, as is evidenced by the the spooky overlap between the philosophy of Andrew Tate and the philosophy of the Breatharian Institute of America. <laughs> Antagonistic overlap, but overlap nonetheless. Anyway, so you've got this matrix of love energy. Um, and we used to be able to tune into this love matrix and we didn't need to eat because that's the spiritual energy that we digested. And our digestive system is pretty incredible because while it obviously can digest physical matter, it can also digest love energy. It's it, remarkably dual purpose in this way. But we had to learn how to eat 3D food as a, as a result of the disruption of this love matrix. And, yeah, I, I quote, I quote, The human body is simply a love machine, a machine that uses love as fuel. There was a time when our environment was saturated with the energy of love because it is the very nature of love to nurture, harmonise and unify. We were all harmonized with the planet and with each other. We were all one. We human beings are creatures of love as well as creators of love. It stands to reason that we would create our physical bodies with matter or materials that were in harmony with ourselves and our environment. Where there is harmony, there is a flow of love. The hunger the world is experiencing is not for food, but for love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Your manufacturers of food products know from whence I speak. They know that foods that produce feelings of love will sell the best. Most junk foods do just that. They produce instant feelings of love and contentment, although temporarily. That is pretty good. That's, actually, eating junk food is good for you because it, it promotes feelings of love in your body. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I wonder. Yeah. 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 
it's a hint it's at a hint, what hint. what the that five the two the five dimensional five foods, foods are. are that will help you transcend your corporeal form. Uh, yeah. yeah, but anyway, that's why we have a digestive tract because it love. used to digest love mm. in the love matrix. Just pure love. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about future Earth? Actually, I yeah, think I think we could even. For future we, Earth. We could get we, on to future we Earth. We just kind of read that, can we? Like, it's pretty short. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, All these no, things tie into Earth, each other. Future Earth. Where is the link? My future Earth is still New loading, but I, I'll send you future Earth. Earth on. I'll send it to you. There's, there's future Earth. Ah, nice. All right, let's kick it off. I'll, I'll read for a bit, and then you can read uh, the part about webarchive.org. So, webarchive.org. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm, I'm connected to future. Yeah. So I'll read. I'll read the first half down to the cloning of a planet, and then you can read that second half. <laughs> okay. So future Earth. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, there are three focal points for the future Earth: Earth Prime, Transition Earth, and Fallback Earth. All right. So we've got some redundancy in the mm. system. You know, Wiley was also mm. A, mm. a good engineer. Just so you know. Okay. The Syrians were smart, and we do know that for all their moral failings, the beautiful reptilians were very technologically advanced. So this could actually be reptilian redundancy. And there you go. So Earth Prime. Mm. Earth Prime is the original planet Earth on its original growth path. You are now living in what might be called the last phase of the planet's adolescence. Soon enough, soon, uh, soon Earth will be grown up, taking her place in the cosmic community of positive planets. This will still be thought of as... Uh, yes, as the shift. The shift is still happening. It's just no longer the only thing that's happening. Earth Prime's vibrational frequency is rising. Individual consciousness is also rising, according to individual choices. When it gets to a certain point, you will, you will experience a transformational sense of separation from the transition planet and become fully cognizant of the fourth dimensional planet slash self. Even though this will be far less disruptive and cataclysmic than the initial projections for the quote last days, there will be a series of dramatic geophysical events. The consciousness of the human beings upon Earth Prime will be integrated with the consciousness of the planet herself. This is the developmental stages now. Many, many wonders lie ahead. We look forward to speaking of them in more detail as our conversations uh, continue. Transition Earth. A transition Earth is the interdimensional planetary reality we have set in place in order to facilitate the split. Its base level vibrational frequency is about 3.85, no units given, just 3.85, and fluctuates. <laughs> 3.85 something. <laughs> it's just, it's just uh, here's a scale, it's just a scalar, whatever, doesn't matter, uh, and fluctuating with potential variables from 2.85 to 1.5. Uh, 4.15. The transition planet coexists simultaneously in both third and fourth dimensional vibrational frequencies and is the temporary provisional reality from which the other planetary realities are separating. It holds all the qualities of the other planets. This gives rise, rise to unfolding new opportunities for individuals as well as Earth herself. If you choose to do so and take the necessary actions to implement your choices, hint, hint, uh, you step into into the fourth dimensional. Yeah, you step into fourth dimensional ascended reality and still function empowered and conscious in the transition planet. Or you can choose to become a high vibration being, such as an ascended master of, or savior of the fallback planet. Fall, fallback Earth. Fallback mm, Earth mm. is falling in vibrational frequency. It too will experience a shift in the sense that the magnetic polar reversals 
will in fact continue to occur, but will manifest without the near total destruction of the planet's population and ecology that was once foreseen. There will be widespread selective cataclysm without total simultaneous breakdown. In a sense, the earthlings who are in denial and keep saying, quote, nothing's going to happen will be right. They will go right on with their low vibrational living and dying birth and rebirth, lessons and growth. And in the process of their doing so, the experimental nature of Earth's history history will go on manifesting. It will be a continuation of Earth history to date with an arrested development phase at the transition planet timeline. As such, it will carry all the ills of the old Earth, quote, old Earth, along with all the potential for healing those ills that the population may choose to manifest. Who knows? Someday even fallback Earth may have grown enough to mature into fourth dimensional fulfillment. And when that happens, as is likely as as it is likely another two thousand or so years from now, we may even decide to keep the lab going again. If so, next time there'll be a precedent for doing so and for doing so. And we'll already know how to set up the transition planet. Mm, 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 mm. So <laughs> basically like there's a there's a lot of <laughs> it's very a strange combination of being very specific with certain things but managing to say very very little <laughs> is it basically that earth is going to split into the fallback earth and then some sort of transitional earth and which of those the fallback earth already exist is based on is based on your dimensionality status. Uh yeah. So yeah. So is there one Earth right now, <laughs> and it's gonna it's gonna split into mm. transition Earth in the fourth dimension, and then fall back Earth, which will just continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. anybody who yeah. is is like not on the right wavelength will stay. Will will go with the during the bifurcation or stay with yeah, three-dimensional physical earth and not get to go into the four-dimensional transition earth. I th- that's one yeah, interpretation. If you're not, there might be another interpretation. If your vibrational frequency isn't about 3.85, you're, you're <laughs> going to be on full back it's very important. Did you want to read the second half or? Yeah, I can read the second planet? half. The thing is, the second yeah. half is basically going over more of what you said with more detail, but detail that doesn't contain information, I think. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to necessarily convey more to the audience because it's an update on this 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 tripartite arrangement of current or future Earths. Uh, yeah, true. It's just more Maybe of, there's not a huge it's amount. More, it's more <laughs> of him talking about the, like, different unitless frequencies of, of the different types of Earth. And that Earth Prime is now up and running or whatever. Yeah, okay. Oh, nice. Uh, next okay, article. So Earth, next article. Earth Prime is working. <laughs> like, next it's article. good to know that Earth Prime is keep the show rolling. Let's, let's keep let's, going. Let's not drop the energy. Let's keep blasting through these. Any I other quote, ones? I'm just going to quote this big block of text from the bottom of a lot of their web pages. What is the new world? This is it's a big block of text, but I feel like this is a really important one. The students who complete this workshop 
will be the spiritual leaders and teachers of the new world. For context, I'm pretty sure this is the $15,000 workshop. This new world is a physical place vibrating at the highest spiritual frequencies of pure diamond and gold, and volcanoes are the breathing portals for the ninth dimension environment, which protects the fifth dimension Earth from radiation poisoning. In this new world, the human bodies will breathe in the natural gases of nitrogen, sulfur, lithium, and ozone. The basic building materials for the new human body are gold, platinum, iridium, palladium, osmium, and rhodium. Those are all very heavy elements. If you do not have these precious metals in your bloodstream, you will not and cannot survive some palladium the, intense or something. Heat, <laughs> the intense heat generated by the light of the ascension or immortality fountain of youth frequencies. Hydrogen, oxygen, carbon dioxide, and nitrogen dioxide, nitrogen oxide, sodium and potassium produce tremendous pain and fear when in the environment of pure natural sulfur, lithium, nitrogen, and ozone, which is the atmosphere of and sustains this new world. As these ninth dimension gases of sulfur triozone and lithium triozone increase in the atmosphere, triozone, that's a lot of oxygens around that lithium atom. Anyway, I'm sure mm. <laughs> there are people who know more about chemistry than me in the audience who there's there's no oxidative stress in the ninth dimension. Who could say who could tell <laughs> me that lithium triozone <laughs> works? It it doesn't look maybe it works. If I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, the all caps pain and fear generated by these third dimension gases and chemicals sulfur dioxide slash carbon dioxide, hydrogen sulfide, oxygen, nitrogen oxide, potassium, sodium will become more apparent. People who are born with this ninth dimension New World DNA will experience many maladies, such as muscle weakness, heart failure or rhythm disturbances, dementia, bowel movement disorders, stroke-like episodes, deafness, blindness, droopy eyelids, limited mobility of the eyes, vomiting, seizures and digestive disorders. Nearly all edible products available today and all living environments are contaminated with high levels of this pain and fear-producing radiation. This unnatural energy was first introduced into the third dimension atmosphere by nuclear weapons testing and usage and radiation leaking into our groundwater from the many nuclear waste stockpiles around the country, from chemtrails and by the deadly process called oil fracking. The elixir of the gods with the five magic words program is the only way to transmute the ill effects of this deadly concoction of radiation and nuclear waste and the fallout from millions of tons of volcanic ash. This is the only diet and program available for people with this new world DNA. Is this the time when we should reveal the the two foods uh, so I was just about to suggest that we should start reading. <laughs> an interview excerpt from Wiley Brooks circa 2009. Mm, mm, That's mm, breatharian.com slash breatharians. You got that one? Should I link good, it to you? Good Where's idea. I'll, I'll open that up. I'll put it there, that one. <laughs> okay. <There you> go. <laughs> okay. All right, let's start. The grand reveal. <laughs> the grand reveal uh, of roll, how please. you can live forever. All right. I know. <laughs> 
here's here's how we do it is all right any dietitians or or nutritionists out there listening to this show you're like, wrong get out your notebooks prepare to get educated a note from the institute much of this information is here to explain the question of <laughs> da, 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 why mcdonald's and diet coke <laughs> <laughs> But it's not even specifically McDonald's. It's a double quarter pounder with cheese. He says, and he's question. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, go on, go on. So he says, question. If you are a true breatharian, why did you recommend a diet, a diet of Diet Coke and McDonald's double quarter pounder with cheese meal? <laughs> <laughs> Wiley, in response, in order to understand why I've chosen this, these foods, you must first know how the human bodies are descended into the third dimensional world in the first place. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. He says a whole bunch of stuff about being from the Milky Way or whatever. <laughs> he just spends like five paragraphs just talking about like the, the galactic order and stuff. <laughs> And then 3D uh, and 5D foods. To... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, where does he actually start talking about <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. Would you believe a double quarter is uh, possibly... I would like to say, oh, actually, because in he this says, part, the frequency... he, he does... Oh, no, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> It says the frequencies of a substance is dictated by its component parts. In other words, the sum total frequencies of all its parts equal the base frequency of that item. <laughs> so what he's saying is the <laughs> the base frequency or the 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 component parts of a Diet Coke and a double quarter pounder with cheese <laughs> all mm. add up to the right frequencies. Uh, I think if you say <laughs> it with the five magic words. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You need, to, you need to bless your double quarter pounder with cheese meal. He's also got this good part where he talks about possible replacements. If for some reason McDonald's won't give you a quarter pounder with cheese, he said that you can get two quarter pounders with cheese and put them together. And you discard one of the buns, and that will work. That's that's still a five dimensional food that that will help help you ascend. Yeah, but geez, in, really on this web page article, he adds more into the story, and there are, I guess, to the casual observer, to the three dimensional observer, like me, there would seem to be a yeah, large number mind. of different stories as to how. How we got into our current predicament. Because on this page, he talks about how Earth used to be the... Oh, how we got trapped in 3D bodies. So before he's talked about how the Syrians, the 5D humans, were tricked by the beautiful, technologically advanced reptilians. But then here, he talks about how Earth was the holiday spot for the entire galaxy. And on Earth were 3D foods. And... the. Aliens, 5D aliens from around the galaxy would come to Earth and eat 3D foods, but got indigestion from them because they they weren't 3D <laughs> beings. Yeah. And he says, so there's super as technologically know, advanced society haven't solved indigestion. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are what you eat. Well, they solved indigestion, and that was their downfall because they came up with a miracle drug that let you eat as much 3D food as you wanted without any indigestion. And everyone took it and were just 
gorging themselves on on 3D foods. But the problem is you are what you eat, Levi. And so if you eat lots of 3D food, you become 3D, right? And right, right, that's at least I'm on following. this webpage, on www.breatharian.com slash breatharians, that is how we became trapped on Earth in 3D bodies. So I suppose 3D foods are made out of electrons. And so because we're eating <sighs> these electrons, we too became made and out of electrons. very hard to say, based on Wiley Brooks physics, what dimensionality electrons have. Because electrons don't need to eat, as you know, which is a characteristic <laughs> of the five-dimensional. <laughs> so... So conceivably, <laughs> the electro- electrons are 5D. Oh, but man. <laughs> despite being made of electrons, 3D food is, is knocking off two dimensions of those electrons to, to make us, you know? <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm following. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh did we have any other important articles to point out for the show? I think <laughs> there are, I don't there are really a number want to of read very a message. I don't want to read a message <laughs> to the Lord's name. Okay. How about how about Can we talk how about, about the elixir of the gods, maybe? I was gonna say, let's instead of doing theory, let's let's work with some concrete solutions. Cause he he offers a lot of different stories as to why we're trapped in the third dimension and why we need to drink Diet Coke and eat double quarter pounders with cheese, including actually there is a very important article where he talks, talks about meditation while drinking Diet Coke and how this will save you. Here we go, here we go. So here's, here's some practical advice for how to ascend. and. I would like to note that this webpage includes a big sepia picture of the Taj Mahal. So you know that this is spiritual. First of all, the five sacred names, these are the five fifth dimensional words. One, Jot Naranjan. Two, Omkar. Three, Rarankar. Four, Sohang. Five, Satnam. Conceivably, these are actually like spiritually significant words in Hinduism or Buddhism, and he's just taken these. I don't know. Or if anyway, so it. yeah, so there's yeah. a two-hour video on YouTube of him just saying these five words over and over again. Yeah, for two hours, which I didn't watch. I I, I, I had a look. I flicked through it and decided it was not worth two hours. <laughs> well, the thing is, after you've listened to the first ten seconds, you know what the next two hours is. So it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I assume, I assume he just said it a few times and then they repeated it for two hours, like clipped it or like edited it to go for two hours. But given the nature of who he was, it wouldn't surprise me if he actually did just sit there for two hours and just say the words over and over again. <laughs> okay, I've got I've got a really, really important quote though. And this is this is practical. Don't worry about getting bored. Because this is we've gone over theory. We've eaten our five-dimensional vegetables. Now it's time for 5D dessert. This is this is the really, really high yield stuff. So 
I quote, Start meditating with these magic words for at least 30 minutes a day to begin with and increase your meditating time to two hours a day as soon as possible. Repeat them in the exact order that they are. It is better to have some Diet Coke in your bloodstream, if possible, before starting the meditation exercise. You may drink as much as you desire of Diet Coke in the one litre size, include lots of ice and a McDonald's with caffeine in the plastic bottles only. The double quarter pounder with cheese meal at McDonald's is the other part of this diet. Try to eat at least one meal a day for at least one month, 30 days to get started. Go back to my website periodically to see if you can start to feel the magic slash love, the love energy from my writings after reading a few paragraphs. It is okay to drink from the cups when eating a McDonald. I'm reading out his typos as well. So when eating at McDonald, I highly recommend that you eat at McDonald's whenever possible. All McDonald's are constructed on properties that are protected by fifth dimensional high energy slash spiritual portals. As you, consider, as you continue to use this meditation slash diet program, you will start to feel the difference in the atmosphere when eating inside of a McDonald's and outside. If you are in Europe, shout out to our European listeners. This is for you. This is, <laughs> this is for all of you. If you are in Europe, substitute the hamburger royal with cheese for the double quarter pounder with cheese and Coca-Cola light for the Diet Coke in all caps. Drink only the Coca-Cola light. For the UK, drink only the 20-ounce 500ml Diet Coke, the 1.5-litre size, and the McDonald Diet Coke. It is also acceptable to combine two-quarter pounders with cheeseburgers to make the one double-quarter pounder if you can't get the double-quarter pounder with cheese where you live. Important note, this is all, all, this is all caps bold. Do not drink water of any kind or from any source, and most importantly, do not eat any fruits or vegetables while doing this regime. So how about that? You've got your 30-day meditation retreat where you just eat, eat quarter pounders with cheese, drink Diet Coke, meditate, and check in on the breatharians.com website to see if you can feel the love while also seeing if you can feel the atmospheric change within McDonald's restaurants. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. <laughs> that's just so... That's so That's so ridiculous. That sounds so awful. You just the, feel the so idea bad. That, you know, like, Brendan's done this right. He's done this at least once. <laughs> Probably for longer than 30 days. Could I wonder you how many double how... quarter pounders with cheese Brendan has smashed. God, could you imagine how gross you'd feel after doing that for 30 days, eating nothing but double quarter pounders of cheese and, and Diet drinking Diet Coke? God, you and just avoiding water. <laughs> and avoiding water. Do not water have any water. <laughs> and just spending all your time in McDonald's. Oh, man. Grim. That just okay. sounds, sounds really grim. <laughs> here's, here's another practical thing, the elixir of the gods. So this is... This is water that, that they sell on their website. It originates and flows from the legendary fountain of youth and immortality in the, for some reason in quotation marks, Garden of Eden, in the land of, quotation marks, milk and honey, which is in the fifth dimension earth slash worlds located at the end of the, quotation marks, yellow brick road. $10,000 for a 32-ounce bottle. What, what's 32 ounces in normal? 32 ounces in litres. 
So that for point nine five liters. Oh, okay. I don't. I have no idea what the conversion rate is. Ten thousand dollars US. What's what's ten thousand US in fifteen grand? Thirteen grand. Fifteen. It's fifteen grand Australian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's really Uh, good. Um, Yeah, (laughs) and okay. Do you reckon they're just pouring water into a bottle? <laughs> well, know, maybe they do, but then they, they apply some vibrational magic to it or something. Because, because they, yeah. what this elixir does, what this elixir does, and this is important, it transmutes the harmful effects of regular drinking water to, mm. to the fountain of youth. And a 32-ounce bottle is enough to fill up a regular home-sized swimming pool. I'm not sure. Like, a home-sized swimming pool is, to my knowledge, not a standardised unit of measurement. But you get, like, that's a lot of water, right? (laughs) That's a lot of water. So you just, you've got to add just like a drop of water to whatever you're drinking. Uh, sorry, a drop of the elixir yeah. or something, was it? Yeah, one drop. So one drop like of the elixir is enough to transmute five litres of commercial bottled water. Assume, okay, so let's just, let's assume that commercial bottled water is the same as tap water in terms of its dimensionality. So, okay, what have we got? Mm, so mm. five litres for a drop. Let's assume. Mm. That a drop is a, what do you reckon? A mil? No, I think it's it's like ten drops to a mil or something like that. Ten drops to a mil. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Okay. So, <laughs> In a, so there'll be nine hundred and fifty. It's twenty. Mils. It's twenty drops. It's twenty drops to a mil. So okay. So there'll be nine hundred and fifty mils roughly in the thirty-two ounce. Nine. Yeah. So you're gonna times. get like. 20. So you've got, so, okay, so 1,900. And so one drop. So so you've you've got 19,000 drops in your 32-ounce bottle. And one drop (laughs) gives you five litres. So times five. That's 95,000 litres. Like that's of of the elixir of life. That's pretty good, actually. That's a lot of So how many? Yeah. that's, That's pretty good. That's not a that's not a terrible deal, at least. Like, it's a big upfront cost, but when you think about yeah. what you're getting, that's ninety five thousand liters from the fountain of youth. And conceivably, you could live for a very long time drinking that. How uh, transformed? Water. How many liters from the fountain of youth do you need to drink to live forever? Or is it a continuous? Is it like a a SaaS kind of thing, like it's a subscription. Yeah, I think you're going to be paying that subscription to uh, the Fountain of Youth for a long time. Forever. Forever. They potentially have a customer for eternity. (laughs) 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 This is is a remarkable business model. It's a great business model. Because how many Uh, liters do you drink per day? Important pain point, death. And uh, you'll have a customer forever. Mm, mm. So it says, so men, okay, so you drink about two and a half litres a day, it says here. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's so, pretty good. Yeah, you just, that's, like, a drop a day, a drop every couple of days. Yeah. 
Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, one drop gives you five <laughs> liters. So you can do yeah. like half a drop a day. <laughs> this is, I was making fun of it before. It, this is actually pretty good value. A cracking deal. That's an amazing deal. For yeah. under $10,000, you can yeah, have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just thousands and thousands and thousands of days worth of immortality, uh, good health. Yeah. <laughs> you have what do we have? Thirty-eight thousand days. There you go. <laughs> that's hundred and four years. That's well, that's you so you can live. It's ten thousand dollars for a century, basically. Yeah, so that's that's hundred. Like if you went year, up, right? if you so went like... up to someone on the street and said. If you give me $10,000, I will give you an extra century of life and of youth as well, not just life. Yeah, that's, that's a great deal. That's actually, that's, that is really how good. Is this, how is that this is a really good deal. <laughs> I, how is this just like a kind on a shitty looking website with really badly cropped pictures of, of Wiley Brooks? Why is this not? Man, when you've got the best this product be in the world, you don't need so much funding. You don't need any fancy pants. We've marketing. come across a hidden gem. <laughs> the product speaks for itself. Yeah, we really should see if we can get a sponsorship or some sort of affiliate <laughs> link for people to buy the elixir of life through us. Because I'm gonna get like I'm gonna live forever as well. So I like I could be making a steady income off this. Forever. <laughs> this is really good. I think we found a way to make Book Club from Hell sustainable for, for eternity. <laughs> the podcast will for literally eternity. never yeah, yeah. end. <laughs> <laughs> we have an infinite number of episodes. <laughs> so uh, do you think he's I like should actually add sold? Sold anyways. Probably only to Brandon. Brandon's <laughs> buying all. The- Brandon's buying his own. His own. Uh, his. What's that? Uh, you shouldn't. You shouldn't get high on your own supply, Brandon. Man. Yeah. Make sure you're you shouldn't enough of live forever stuff. on your own elixir <laughs> of the gods, Brandon. <laughs> that is remarkable. So I have one more thing, which is just a message to world leaders from Wiley and Brandon. We don't have to read it. It's kind of funny because they're giving advice Give to a bunch the of world leaders. It is so. Lo- yeah. Yeah. I mean. Okay, we can read a bit of it. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> it is really long. Let's read the first part. The, the first, the first little bit is fine. <laughs> not, not the entire thing. It definitely. Oh. You might be surprised that uh, these guys have a habit of rambling <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, this is. He does end <laughs> by saying, "I am the Lord thy God and Creator of the universe," which is pretty good. He rates himself very highly. Where is the message to the world? I need to find it again. What can we say? Life is a drama. <laughs> we are all actors on the stage. So poetic. Just going straight in. Yeah, amazing. Mm. Yeah, Each one of us is best served <laughs> by playing our own part to its fullest. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoying, <laughs> I N capital J, <laughs> enjoying the process, <laughs> staying true to these times and the space we are in within the game called life. I want to begin with this breatharian blog to begin this breatharian blog by putting out a message to the so-called bad guys. This is our first blog Mm. post in many years, and it is a message to the dark ones who have tried with great efforts to thwart the plans of the almighty and usurp the free will of the human family. This is the family 
this is for the families of the perpetrators as well, for the sins of the parents are passed on to the children. I'm posting this in blah, 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 blah. Uh, maybe those who have chosen self, blah, blah, blah. Okay, A lot the of following this is message threatening is, the dark ones. <laughs> the, the following message is directly from the source, prime creator and God of this world. Uh, presumably that he means Wiley. <laughs> um, we have a message for all those who would harm our children. The price you will pay is so severe that you would stop dead in your tracks and change direction immediately. If you knew what was swiftly coming to you, you would fall to your knees and beg to, for reprieve if you could see your fate coming towards towards you. What we want to tell you is that we know the dark, darkest of secrets you have held within your vaults. Do you reckon this was before um, uh, before all this like Bill Gates stuff came out with like the island and all that sort of stuff? Pre-Epstein. Pre-Epstein. Jeez, so let's get to it. Let's get to it. He's just threatening them a lot. This is definitely a darker side of the Breatharian Institute. This is more threatening. Okay, wait a second. It's it's really just him just threatening an, a vague... <laughs> there's just a vague wish of something bad will happen. <laughs> it's just basically the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, I thought, I thought I remembered him specifically <laughs> naming political leaders, but I can't find any. I must have just made that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or unless he's changed it. I mean, maybe you read something from like the Wayback Machine or something. Uh, but on this particular yeah, that one, is possible. He, has, he has expunged the call-outs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, anyways he says i'm the lord thy god and creator of the universe that's how he wraps it up so evil yeah, ones this is a strong there. way to finish any sort of message it's my email you've heard it straight now. from straight from wiley <laughs> jack creator he's, the he's lord actually thy god, god. <laughs> I, I do like his uh his evolution through time, how initially he just claimed to have been, to have reincarnated as like St. John the Baptist and things. And by the end, he was just claiming that he was God because he, he eats a bunch of cheeseburgers and drinks Diet Coke. <laughs> um, final thoughts? Should we? Yeah, yeah. There's Like, we could read out more pages, but I think we've covered most of it and... Even if we haven't yeah. covered a particular <laughs> theory of, of why we're trapped in 3D bodies and need to drink Diet Coke and eat double quarter pounders with cheese from McDonald's, I feel like we've given people a sense of what the Breatharian Institute of America is like. It's probably the on the weirder end of Breatharianism. I didn't expect it to be this odd. I thought we would just be talking about people who said that they didn't need to eat anything and were photographed every now and then like eating a pie or a sausage roll. but. But this got even stranger than I anticipated. I was yeah, expecting so, grounded uh, kooky, not interdimensional kooky. <laughs> so uh, on that note, I guess maybe before our fi final thoughts is, uh, is actually Wiley Brooks is not the only, uh, the Wiley Brooks flavor of breatharianism is not the only one. Uh, there's, there's a whole bunch of other ones. Apparently this, mm, this, mm. Uh, this meme, uh, uh, comes up every now and then and there seems to be a definite incl inclination amongst people in like india and that sort of part of the world like gurus and stuff claiming that they're breatharians which is it's not surprising mm. Mm. <laughs> uh and yeah there's a whole bunch of weird ones 
so it was good to find out that hey actually <laughs> this is like something that's been going on for ages every now and then just something like cooked person will just claim that they don't have to eat <laughs> yeah it's a weird claim to make yeah 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 like, it's a weird thing to brag about yeah it, yeah i because it's it's like it's it's like even if that were true, it'd be scientifically interesting, I suppose. It'd be pretty, but also it's like mm, mm. like what do you do with that information? <laughs> just like it's how you solve it's world like... hunger. It's you just tell people who are starving not to wait. How to how to become breatharians? How to subsist off the yeah, universal like, vibration of love eat. or something? <laughs> Stop yeah, eating. yeah. Well, I think there's you lots of people who have to tell them that they're actually made that. of electrons. Yeah, there's there are people who are trying that, and I think millions of people each year, or at least a lot of people each year, die because they're trying that. There must be something wrong in their method, in their approach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not interdimensional enough in their method of not having enough food to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any other final thoughts? I just, I don't really have thoughts on this beyond, like, it's kind of funny. In terms of, like, would I recommend it? Like, yeah, I get the, you, you watch Brandon's video. I'll include a link to Brandon's video where he talks about his experiences with Wiley in the show notes. Like, watch that. It's 25 minutes or something. It's kind of funny. Would I recommend it as a lifestyle? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Just I, double quarter pounds. I strongly, I strongly recommend traveling around the world to fix the damaged love matrices by pissing on archers. That's good. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> strongly recommend. What about you? Like, what are your, your thoughts life? on this? It's kind of, it's hard to have thoughts on this sort of thing beyond it's weird. Yeah. So. <laughs> if I, if I don't, yeah, let, let me actually give you serious thoughts instead of just talking nonsense uh if uh if you look at like our episodes and the stuff that we find every every now and then we'll do something that's like really dark and violent or something like that like a i don't know like a suicide attack uh manifesto mm. or something like that uh and then you know, like we also try to do like yeah like uh like philosophical stuff that's actually interesting. Like we have to sit down and think through it and like try to understand the concepts. And and then every now and then we do something. Maybe maybe this one is unique in that respect. Uh, I can't think off the top of my head if there are other pe- if there are other things that we read that would fit into this category. But it's just like the person who wrote it is is probably actually just like not there <laughs> it's just because like wiley brooks. <laughs> wiley brooks is just uh yeah just just not there he had, he had some issues but what i found interesting about it is that and i guess uh you know maybe a couple of years ago when we were first starting out i would have been more like about making fun of of wiley brooks or whatever um trying not to make as much fun of people these days um it was hard this episode. <laughs> it's hard. Okay. So just to laugh at the ideas and stuff um, is fine. But what I found interesting about this particular one is that we didn't receive this information from Wiley Brooks directly. We received this information mm. via Brandon. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Brandon. Uh, okay. So with Wiley Brooks, I would be very confident just saying the guy had like some sort of 
psychiatric disorder clearly and he was having like delusions of grandeur mm. and all this sort of stuff and he was clearly at he was at least charismatic enough to convince one person to one just, person <laughs> that everything that he was saying is true and to continue mm. his life's work and so now we're getting from brandon who if you just listen to his voice he seems like a not insane person Normal. in like his yeah his tone of voice, his presentation. This seems really nice. But then the actual content of what he's saying is just like, he's just living. Well, he's the sort of person who described <laughs> being called up by Wiley Brooks over a period of several weeks, initially saying, I, I've now become a man and a woman. I feel pregnant to, I am giving birth to super galaxies. <laughs> and he stuck and, with him even after death. And he believed him. And he never once thought, actually, maybe Wiley... Need some help. Need some help here. I shouldn't just take this guy on. <laughs> maybe Wiley's actually got some issues, and I should. Maybe we should go and see like a doctor or something. No, Brendan like egged him on, and was like, "All right, I'm going to continue your work after you t- after your physical body dies. I'm going to make uh, sure this doesn't die." So I find that really strange. Um, I hope you know. At the end of all this, despite the kookiness of their ideas, uh, I hope that. Brendan and any of their colleagues are okay. They're not. They're not doing it hard. Yeah, yeah. They don't seem okay. malicious. They just yeah. However, they're managing to hold down enough of an income stream to pay for their web hosting. That's great. <laughs> Good on them. And thanks for providing some entertainment. Uh, but yeah, there's not really much to say. It's just like it's just completely, completely kooky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so scrambled that it's there's not much you can really say to it beyond gee, you're the, the people who live on quarter pounders and diet coke. And yet still claim to be breatharians. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. Well those foods aren't food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're five five D. So I guess if I was right. to subdivide our, our episodes into uh, kooky ideas that we actually have to address because I think that the the author is either s- is like sincere and lucid and just actually has just a radically different explanatory framework for the world, like I don't know, decline of the West, for example, uh, or, mm. or are they just nuts? <laughs> basically <laughs> and when we read those ones i just come in and just all right i just enjoy the the, the fucking circus let's, let's see what they've got to say yeah 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 so that's yeah. that's all i think okay <laughs> what have we next week we've I, got something i'm not a better different. person for having engaged with it that's for sure <laughs> no i'm not going to suddenly change my diet on the basis of having read about how i can tap into the the love matrix yeah, yeah. Next, Next week episode, we've got we actually Capitalist have Realism by Mark Fisher, yeah. which is a real book. Yeah, yeah, which is a real book, which is actually interesting. I'm enjoying uh, yeah. the read. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess it's it's good. We've got a couple of, um, I guess, critical of capitalism and or critical of technology stuff coming up, mm. uh, which is good because we are uh, we have too much of a capitalist pig bent to us and too much of like a techno mm. pro technology bent to us so it's good to read some of that stuff but not just read somebody cooked like Persadus like this guy's actually 
No, no. Mark, Mark Fisher is thinker, a yeah. real thinker. He's, he's not yeah, quite yeah. a sadist. Yeah, yeah. He's actually like an interesting thinker. Uh, yeah, so that'll be good. I think that'll actually be a good episode. Yeah, that'll be an interesting episode. I, I really enjoyed Capitalist Realism. So yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that episode. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that's that's it, I guess. All right. Um, thanks yeah, for listening. Like, thanks for listening. <laughs>